0: Welcome, welcome to another episode of Ladies Who Launch. We're coming to you from chilly Calgary today, and Alyssa and I are just both ready for this year to be over. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. been a rough one, man. <laughs> we're both exhausted, but uh, yeah, we're not very cheery this morning. Just gonna, just gonna lay that down. It's
1: gonna be a very ranty, bitter. <laughs> Cranky day today because I just have no, I have no time for anything. No,
0: that's exactly the problem.
1: I know. Well, it's fine. Yeah, anyway. yeah.
0: Anyway, anyway,
1: how how are you? Oh, <laughs> uh, it's been interesting. I'm not going to get into like, but yeah, it's been been a very difficult couple weeks, and for yeah. But I don't need to go into all of the why. But yeah, personally, it's just been a very difficult few weeks. So um, not even business related. But yeah, it's been, Yeah, it's been, uh, yeah. I mean, let's just get 2021 done because it's been, mm-hmm. it's been a whole thing.
0: I agree. I, I completely agree with you. And I won't go into my personal stuff either, but same, same. But uh, that being said, we do have a bit of a a funny rant for you guys this morning Um, Mm -hmm. in relation to the hiring crisis that's happening in Calgary right now. Alyssa and I are over here, you know, like, okay, so honestly, I'll admit I'm on the opposite spectrum of Alyssa, I think, in that I don't want any more work this year. Mm -hmm. I've actually said to three clients, um, like, you know, thank you so much, but enough, (laughs) like, quit sending us shit because. We're maxed. We're totally maxed, yeah. our hours are maxed. Um, this here has, especially the last couple of months, has made me realize that the retainer model doesn't effing work, and I'm not doing it again. um, like unless it makes sense. but and it's not again, like I think we've said in the past, it's not the clients are trying to take advantage. Obviously, they just need to get shit done. But what I know what's ended up happening is just like scope creep and more scope creep. So I think moving forward um, into 2022, I'm going to be transitioning to hourly for basically everything um, outside of the people who are already kind of grandfathered in. Just because with retainer, you have like you have your scope, but other stuff always, always, always pops up, and that's what's happened this year. Um, and then suddenly you're Eating five to ten hours because client doesn't have the cash to pay you because they budgeted for something right, or they do pay you and it's fine, but then it keeps happening over and over and over again, so yeah, that's my rant for this morning, Alyssa, what about you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think we could do a whole episode on uh, pay structure for um yeah for consultants in whatever way because yeah, I think there's pros and cons to all of it, but um. My rant is in regards to all of these jobs I see posted recently. So suddenly everyone needs a comms person or everyone needs a marketing person or whatever. And which is good. I mean, obviously that shows that like good things are happening. But here's my rant. We've gone through this whole shift in global um, work style and global work expectations and what, um, what, what professionals or what workers want in terms of flexibility. Like I'm just, I'm, I'm going to speak as a, I'm going to speak as a worker and not a consultant right now, but like there is, there is a huge shift to not wanting to go back to an office and being flexible. Like, I mean, nine to five workers want what consultants have and we know why they want that because we live that life because we we chose it because we want flexibility and we want all those things. So no shade to any worker because yeah we we've known that this is the this is the way forward for the past 5 6 years that we've been doing it. What I find interesting is that now that workers have pushed back and said we don't want to come back to the office, we want flexibility, we want maybe to work Halftime, or like, there's all kinds of different things. It's like companies have reverted back to 2005 and want all this control. And I see all of these job postings currently, and positions that I know, like even senior positions. So it doesn't matter if it's a junior coordinator or a senior director. But as a person who worked for 15 years for people and how much time is completely wasted in the workplace on a regular basis. Like we all know it. No one works an eight hour day unless you're like filling potholes or something, but no one in an office is working like balls to the wall, eight hours a day, every day. Never happens. Like come at me. Never.
0: No, it doesn't. If you're a consultant, yes yeah working like ten hour days, right, which because is a you're problem being paid for that time <laughs> sometimes but, it, that's like
1: yeah. you think of like office hours and like going to get coffees and extra long lunches that's and, right. like Friday afternoon they do like um beers in the break room or whatever. like there's all kinds of different things that happen in an office space, so. There's been a few instances because there's been a few opportunities that I'm like, okay, well, that's way, way in my wheelhouse, like from my actual like uh, work history, like whether it's in tourism or whether it's in oh, whatever. And so I've presented I've, either that I've known the people who are posting um, the position. So I know them. So I'll like send them an email and under the guise of like, Hey, like, have you considered this? Because like, I can do half, I can do twice the amount of work in half the amount of time and save you money, whatever. And they're all to a T said, oh no, we need someone in house. We need someone internally, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, I don't want to argue with people. Cause it's like, well, look, I know you, so I'm not going to like, Poof. but that isn't true. And I think this is where the disconnect that I have with what's happening in the workforce right now is that companies are still feeling that they need this control or they need this, like something that like, we need, we need an internal person. And it's like, no, you don't, because I don't think and maybe we as consultants haven't done a good enough job of sort of ex- explaining, but it's like, when you hire a consultant, you're hiring a team member. Like we're there as an extension of your team in, um, in whatever capacity. So we get to know your, your people, your, your stakeholders, your board members, whatever, like we're a part of your, your internal team, but you don't have the overhead of a staff member. You don't have to be paying benefits and holidays and, and you're getting like twice the output for the same amount of money, really realistically in terms of, of the time put in. So I've just found that really interesting in the last few few weeks because I mean, I'm just speaking on behalf of me who has like reached out to people that I know who are hiring for these positions. So it's not just me making like random assumptions about things like I've actually talked to these, talked to people, and I'm just like, that just is such an archaic thought process, it's, like especially after what we've all gone through in the last almost two years, mm-hmm. like to sort of glom onto that and not see that like you just need the experience skill set you don't need someone to fill a desk seat mm-hmm. and i'm finding that an interesting um weird place to be from like i i mean if i was a business person i would be thinking of this differently maybe mm-hmm. but i'm just finding it um i'm just finding it odd that in this day and age and how the world has shifted that companies are still thinking they need a person in a seat collecting a monthly pay or a a, a bi-weekly paycheck Mm -hmm. to make it feel that they are an actual asset to their work. I I, I don't know. I find, anyway, that's my brand. is it's like, what is going on? It's like, there's all these positions posted that I know and anyone who's worked knows full well. And especially now in the work from home age, that a full time in person person is not required.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really interesting, um, and I love what you had said earlier about truly what value. Like, obviously, you're getting the skill set when you hire someone, hopefully, but you but you are kind of padding an employee with a pretty lofty salary to probably not hustle. I hate that word. Sorry. I don't even know why I used it, but like as hard as a contractor would. Right. Um and contractors inherently cost less. Mm-hmm. And you're not having to, you know, pay for vacation and all the expenses that come with an employee. So like what's up with that mentality again here in, in Calgary in particular? It, it's like we've reverted back to previous boom and bust cycles. Um, mm-hmm and didn't learn our lesson at all.
1: Yeah, so true. And I, I think it's just going to burn everyone. And I feel...
0: And no one wants it, by the way. Let's just no one let talk it. about this too. P- the reason there's so many positions open right now is because people don't want to go back to that model. I will say like, I have a client, I have two clients right now that I'm doing stuff for um, to kind of pick up the slack. And they do need in-house people because they the amount of crap we're doing for them and it's fine, but like the the stuff that needs to be done like now is not something a consultancy can handle really. Um, especially something as small as my consultancy. And that's kind of what I'm learning. Um, so I will admit that there are certain organizations that could really benefit from a full-time person with multiple skill sets that can be called upon to only focus on that client, uh, because obviously they work for them. But other than that, um, yeah, like a lot of people don't want to go back to that. They want the they want the flexibility to work from home. They want mm-hmm. the flexibility to take care of their children and be parents and do other things with their lives, um, to travel, um, to be their own boss. Because we've learned in the world and in Calgary during the pandemic that there were a number of... Things and areas that weren't being met for people in their current roles, and so they don't want to go back, or they've hit a glass ceiling and realized they don't want to go back.
1: Yeah, I, I think there's on both ends of that. I think um, staff have realized they don't want to go back, um, but yet I think, like in, in reference to your client, and again I don't know who they are, but I think there's also this this disorganization and this general like.
0: It's honestly just the volume of stuff that they're well, it's not even the but yeah.
1: here's my here's my issue with this though, is that we've both been in those positions of being that in-house person. Yeah, and the that same work thing. never gets done regardless. It's, because yeah, you can't actually physically lot. do it. Yeah. And I think that's, yeah, that's true. That's what's the, the issue with a lot of the, the these companies or, or organizations, because it can be nonprofit too. It's not just profit companies, mm-hmm. but is somehow they think because it's in-house that they have all these other things. But like no in-house person, especially if you're looking at from a nonprofit perspective, who's probably having to hire more junior level people because that's what they can afford to pay them. They can't, they don't have the expertise or the skill sets to be able to to manage the intake of work. So they will still try to do it with one person because that's what they can afford is if they are hiring to hire one person, probably at a junior level, who very quickly becomes overwhelmed and, mm-hmm. and and can't handle that workload anyway, but they can't afford to hire two or three people, which is realistically yeah. probably what they need. And yeah. you're back in the same situation. So I find the whole work cycle situation right now just to be a complete and utter mess. Mm-hmm. And no one seems to want to actually call out both companies and consultants. Because I know so many consultants... Who are like working for one client, right? Like, like their client, they're basically a full time employee for the their client. Mm-hmm. And hello, CRA is going to come come for you people. But that's your own that's oh, your yeah. own issue if you're working for one client. But like yes. the whole work place or the work environment now is mm-hmm. just a total cluster, and no one seems to be calling it out. It's like everyone's just going through the motions. Like, oh, I guess I we're think doing that's this now. I think
0: that's the Calgary mentality, though. It's just like going through the motions and hoping it will correct itself, which is not great. But I mean, yeah, I think there's many opportunities to call out the fact that it is a bit of a cluster, and it's just a matter of figuring out, okay, well, like other than ranting about it, like what's what could be the cool solution here? Um, and i I will admit, though, that a lot of entrepreneurs out there too have done a great job repositioning themselves um, to try and accommodate that level of work and get it done efficiently and, and in the best way. But yeah, I think there's a number of things that need to be done for sure. And it is a very interesting landscape that I've never in my lifetime seen before and never thought I would.
1: No, agreed. And um, anyway, that's I always fine. thought
0: that it would be like lack of jobs. <laughs> I've been in that landscape too. And it's it's a scary place to be. It'll um, well, be
1: interesting. I mean, I mean, if any business owner or like not not small business owner, but just general... Mm-hmm. Business owner that's currently hiring for Marcom people wants to reach out and wants to come on and talk about this as to why, or even an HR person, as yeah. to why hiring practices are still stuck in two thousand five or whatever. Yeah, I think we could There's so more cool. to this conversation than that we understand. Totally, but I think that in this landscape of like, because I'd be interested to know, like, with all these job postings, are they finding people? but like that's mm-hmm. the other question right like are because as you as you said like people don't mm-hmm. want to go back to an office situation so even mm-hmm. if they're unhappy in their current 9 to 5 mm-hmm. do they want to go to another 9 to 5 or do they want a mm-hmm. more flexible situation like mm-hmm. is that why there's so many positions posted right now because they aren't finding people and maybe they need to look at why they're not getting the right I don't know but and they're not finding conversation, people but they're it not. is an interesting Situation to see sort of, yeah, this yeah. the city sort of fall back into
0: old patterns. Patterns, yeah, one hundred percent. Anywho,
1: <laughs> no, it's a good so rant. Yeah, feel free, HR people, it's whoever. A good rant,
0: yeah. If,
1: if there's another side that we're not seeing to this, please yeah. like feel free because happy free. to talk about it. But just from a consultant <laughs> side, I'm just like this Go. is just so backwards.
0: Oh, hundred um, percent. But I do know for a fact people aren't finding people. Oh, for yeah, Like totally. companies aren't finding people. No. Um, and for people like us, it's like, Ooh, good, goody, more work. But the problem is, is that a lot of the work doesn't really fit with our business model. And so my one client that I'm kind of talking about, um, I love them to pieces and I always love going back to work for them. And I often do go back to work for them um, all the time to do little pieces here and there. But um, this particular was year was really interesting in that um, it's just been like a crazy amount of of work. Um, and I'm not complaining, it's just, but but like I am it doesn't fit within my business model. Like I've literally had the conversation of like, wow, we don't have the capacity for this. Um, so get your person hired as quickly as possible and we'll we'll offload onto them and train them and stuff and get them all ready to go and then. Just a heads up, like I don't, I don't think we can do this level ever again because it just, it's like we're just gonna fail miserably because we just don't have the time. And that's the other thing too, and I think that's a really good segue into like what we we really want to focus on today. So I know Alyssa and I harp a lot about burnout. We've talked a lot about that this year, but you know what? It is really important. It's an important thing to kind of remember and talk about, even when things are going really well and you feel like. Life is is set up in a way where, where you are honoring your time for yourself because it can always creep in and it creeps in super easily. And it can creep in for those of us that are that are like overwhelmed and it can, can creep in for those of us honestly too that maybe don't have as much work as we want. Burnout burnout can show up in so many different ways. And I think over 2021 in particular, um I've seen how it can show up in my personal life. I've seen how it can show up. Obviously, with work, and I've seen how it can even just show up within myself. Um, just putting pressures on myself that are unrealistic, um, or not managing my time. I don't want to say effectively. I'm, I'm like, that's not the problem. It's more just trying to be too many things, too many people, and to and 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 then also, you know, not leaving room for the curveballs that life can throw at you. And then suddenly when something really stressful happens, you literally feel like you're going to end up in the mental hospital. (laughs) And it's just not a good way to live. Um, But I think Alyssa and I have mentioned in the past that this year has been a struggle for both of us. I think multiple times we have really hit a low with our mental health. Um, And I think, thank God we have each other to talk to because a lot of people don't have anyone to talk to about this stuff. Um... And saying no is something I want to focus on for a minute here, is actually harder than anyone really knows. Saying no to work when you don't know what next year is going to be like, super tough. Saying no to clients who say they who like really need your help and you care about them, tough. Saying no to your friends, um, you know, even though you haven't seen them in forever, tough. Like saying no to yourself. Uh, to to get through like a slog of work, you know that's tough too. And I just I've found myself over this this year saying no a lot, um, or sorry, uh, not saying no a lot, or saying no and just feeling like a total piece of shit because of it. I think this whole year I've just felt like I've had total imposter syndrome, and in a number of ways in my life, not even in like work and what I'm doing, just just like. I feel like an imposter of a friend. I feel like an imposter of a family member. Um, Alyssa, I don't know if any of this is ringing true for you.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it's not even just to, uh, as business, but I think as women, um, we're terrible at being able to say no. And if we say no, we feel guilty about it. But I remember there was this meme going around and it was sort of like, oh yeah, that that makes sense. And it was just like, no no is a sentence. Mm-hmm. And I think we often find ourselves in a position where we feel we need to explain things, especially to to clients or to work things. Like you need to provide some sort of explanation as opposed to just saying no. Like men never just seem to have a problem just saying no, but women do. And I think it gets us into trouble because we feel that we owe someone an explanation as to why we're saying no. And it's just no.
0: totally. Um, and I think... I- I I do want to call out, you know, the people that are in my life, like my personal circle. Um, Definitely, I have had some major lessons this year in communication or around burnout. Um, But I will say the people that I hold closest and dearest to me would never make me feel bad for saying no, right? Mm -hmm. They might check in and be like, what's your deal? Or is everything okay or oh hey we've noticed this happening a lot you got to you got to kind of look at it and let's talk about it but i will say that anybody who makes you feel shitty for saying no in a like a very mean way does not have your back whether it's a client family member friend whomever um if people can't respect that you can't show up for them right then and there and you've made that clear and been brave enough to say no then they probably you probably need to reevaluate whether or not they should be in your life.
1: Yeah, I think that's I mean, just one of the many things through through COVID that we've all sort of had to um readjust is our expectations on ourselves and on on other people. And I think um it's no different whether it's 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 a client or your boss or your friend. It's like um I think we've all discovered that continually saying yes or trying to do more and trying to do more is, doesn't benefit anyone. And I think the, the key is, I mean, and I've had it when I've done this with clients in the past and I've said, no, um, I'll usually provide an alternative and I'll usually say it's usually if, even if it's because I'm, I can't take it on because I have too much to do. I will usually say that like, this doesn't fall into my, business model mm-hmm. and here's someone that you should work with. And I usually totally. like, provide an alternative for them because mm-hmm. that's usually what it is, is they don't understand from a work perspective. They don't understand what we do or what we don't do. Mm-hmm. So for example, if I have a client that is like, Oh, can you just come and um, take photos of this uh, staff function that we're having? I'm just going to use that as an example. But, um, and I'm no. like, uh, no, because I don't take photos. Like that isn't, I don't do that. But hey, like, why don't you call? Here's so-and-so, they'll come and do. Like, you know what? Because I think that's part of it is an educational process in terms of what we, what, what we do yes. and what we don't do. And it's like, sure, sure, I can bring my camera, but that's not what I do. And I don't want to do that for you because that's not what I do. So that's one thing in terms of sort of educating and and, and then sort of, reassigning client work to, to other people. Um, but I think in, in personal relationships, what, what is difficult, I think, is that when you're, when you're saying no to one thing or one opportunity or one friend, Mm -hmm. um, that doesn't negate that you would say yes to another opportunity or another friend. I don't know if I'm explaining that right. But like, I think sometimes in our personal lives, we think that because we said no to doing X, that mm-hmm. means we have to say no to doing Y. And that the person that you were going to do X with, if they see you doing Y, mm-hmm. then, they get, then they get mad because, well, you couldn't do X with me, but you're doing Y with them. Mm-hmm. Even though... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's different situations as to why that happened. Cause you might've said yes to Y before X or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think when you, when we all have personal lives where friends don't interconnect, mm-hmm. one friend may see that like, be like, well, you look busy or you were out doing this, but you couldn't do mm-hmm. this with me. Mm-hmm. Um, look at me speaking from experience.
0: Um, this has happened to me a number of times this year, <laughs> right? And so it's like, sometimes, uh, yeah. it's
1: sometimes it's like having, and so what I've, what I've felt, what I've done mm-hmm. is I've stopped, like, so friends that don't interconnect or, and don't know one another, mm-hmm. they won't ever know one another because the our lives don't interconnect in that way. But I don't, I've taken my personal life pretty much off the internet because that's what leads to issues is if like you're posting something or you're at something and then, but you'd already said no to something else. And that person see, and then it's like a whole thing. Mm -hmm. So I just have taken my whole personal life off the internet. So there's no issues with anyone having hard feelings or anyone feeling that they got left out or anyone feeling whatever. And I find that that's helped a lot.
0: Oh yeah, like half the. uh, So I'll give you guys a really quick example of something that happened, and I don't think my friend would. Well, I mean, it it goes a little deeper than that. So I'll just. I'm not. I'm not going to name any names, but, anyways, um, a good friend of mine who I don't get to see very often was in town, and it was during a period of. It was during the week that we were supposed to hang out, and honestly, like being a consultant, depending on your level of busy weeknights are always a little bit challenging to do personal stuff. And I'm not proud of this, but I want to say like 60% of the time, unless it's a really important thing or I know a friend really needs me because they're struggling, I'm exhausted at the end of the day. And like, I don't know, Alyssa and I, I would say are great examples of people who like sometimes we have plans and unless Alyssa's like, dude, I really need you or I'm having a shit week. Sometimes we're just like, we're exhausted. We don't feel like going out. We don't feel like driving to each other's houses, whatever. Um let's have a phone chat instead or something like that. Regardless, my friend hadn't seen me in a while and it was probably my responsibility to prioritize her, but at the very same time there was some weird covid crap going on that I'm not going to get into, so that was kind of amplifying the situation. And so, long story short, we didn't get a chance to get together for a number of reasons. And then that same weekend, I'd already had plans for my girlfriend my other girlfriend to come stay. And I stupidly did not think about the fact that posting things on social media probably wasn't the greatest idea. Um, and I think, I think I posted like one or two things on stories and of course, that's exactly what Alyssa just said. She she was like, "What the fuck? <laughs> you couldn't come for dinner, but you have time this weekend." Like, but I I think to Alyssa's point, it's not as though, like, I think getting like cool it a little bit before you get uppity if it's just like a minor thing because you have to realize that, you know. If I have to like balls to the wall work all night on a Wednesday evening, I'm, I can't just shift that to Saturday. Like if I have to deal with it then, I have to deal with it then. It's not as though I can just shift it to Saturday. And I'm not going to, you know, cancel my entire weekend of stuff that puts me in a place of sanity um, and allows me to live my life outside of work just because I had to bail on Wednesday, plans. if that makes sense. It's mm-hmm. kind of what Alyssa is saying. But that being said, don't put your shit on social media. Um, yeah. Because people learn I done... a lesson. <laughs> yeah. This is a lesson. And you know, this is going to sound really shady, honestly, but Instagram has a great feature where, if you do like to post, and you have some friends that are a little more sensitive, um, and obviously you're not doing this in a shady way, but like, you can, you know, put together a list of people that you only want to see that post because maybe you don't want to hurt people's feelings, right? I don't know.
1: Yeah. They have that close friends Mm -hmm. feature or whatever, right? Yeah.
0: And then, and to my point as well, you know, like you should probably use that close friends feature anyway, because everything you do all the time doesn't need to be shown to everybody. So yeah. Right. Yeah. But that being said, I mean, like, I think it's important. Something that I'm learning this year is I I actually said this to Alyssa the other day when I had to bail on plans on her. Um, I literally said, like, I don't want to live like this anymore because I feel like that's been my whole year is just living for work and um not spending time with my people. And when I do get to spend time with my people, I'm just obviously a happier person. And I think like something has to give. Like, why are you working past six o'clock at night? Obviously it's gonna happen once in a while, but it really shouldn't be happening on a weekly basis at all. And that's when it's it's a problem. And so I actually even said to Alyssa the other day. Like I literally said, I don't want to live like this anymore because it's fucking depressing.
1: Well, I and mean, it's, it's unsustainable. Like no one's unsustainable. That up, right.
0: Yeah. And I I've been saying to... this all year, so I'm a little embarrassed. I won't lie. Like I've, cause I've been saying this all fucking year and it hasn't changed.
1: Yeah. Well, 2021 has been interesting, but here's, I mean, in sort of discussing prioritization, I think you, from a business perspective, and I think this goes for everyone, um, and especially those of us who run our own businesses. And we sort of alluded to it earlier, but you have to be very, very specific about what your business structure is and what you do and don't do. And I think, yes, there's pros and cons. Like we can we could have a whole episode on hourly or billing structures because everybody does things differently and, and figures out what works best for them. But... Um, like what I when I said about the, the the photo thing that I don't take photos and you're somebody else, I think we have to be better at having our clients understand what our role is and the, and our skill set and the things that we do and what we don't do and providing them alternatives to those pieces because that's where the scope creep and all of that comes in, because it's like, oh well, um can you just do this? Or can you just do this? And it's like, no, that actually, like, I'm a digital agency and this is what we do. And if you need this, I can find you someone who does that. And I'll take care of that for you. I'll get you someone, but that can't be us. So, cause we're all the same in the fact of like, when, when we have clients and we have relationships like we want to provide those people and those relationships the best service Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but that service isn't that best service isn't always us and I think we lose sight of that because Mm -hmm. we are the ones with that relationship and we are the ones that want to keep the work and they're our client but yet we have to be better at having parameters of what we provide and what we don't provide and I think I've done a lot of um were or like thinking about this this year too, because there's so many things that I get asked to do that I don't want to do. And I, I'm not interested in doing, and yes, I could do them, but I don't, so there's a lot of work that I probably could have had, but I'm like, I'm not going down this road. I'm not no. getting into this. So <clears throat> I've done a lot of thinking of how to position myself differently than, than the, to get different types of work than what I'm currently being um, offered. And I think from your perspective in terms of what you're what you do, and and, and you're talking about like scope creep and all those sorts of things, I think it's a it's an educational, very structured process from the very get-go of working with clients, that there is a process to how you do things, and there is a structured uh, process of and, and there's a structured list or whatever of the things that you actually are going to do for them and that 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 those things are monitored monthly mm-hmm. and if they're not being adhered to then there's a discussion upon that and I think somehow what I've sort of figured out this year is that if you start your clients on a very structured process mm-hmm. um in terms of like even if it's setting up like asana or going through dubsado or any of those sort of structured process management systems that keeps your client um on task and on whatever it helps you because then you're you're managing as opposed to reacting to whatever is coming at them and keeping them like, it's kind of like working with, like, you're kind of like, I kind of feel like we're teachers and we're working with students and we have to keep like the students on task to get their homework done. And if they're not doing their homework, then there's repercussions. And that's sort mm-hmm. of how I feel about clients. And so I'm sort of stepping forward, like into 2022 with a very structured list of services that I provide. Like, this is what I do. Yeah. Like anything outside of that is I can find other people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this is what I do. And this is the process of how this is going to work. Like this means right. one, one weekly check-in it's Monday mornings. Like that's our check-in this yeah. is what's happening this week. And then reviews need to happen within 24 hours. And if I don't hear from you, it's going ahead. Yep. It like, that's just like, I mean, it's like, and and here's the, here's the Asana work plan. And this is where we're at and we're yeah. going for it because, it's overwhelming when clients and their expectations and their like, over expectations um, start to take over, and that's really what it is. Is that because once you've lost control, it's hard to get it back, and it's almost like you need to just do an entire reset and like treat them as though they're a new cl- a new client and onboard them in a totally diff- new way.
0: A hundred percent. Yep. Yeah. And it's like the giant email strings and the like oh, five emails and the like, it's, yeah, yeah, it's a lot. Or even if you do have that one touch point, it's like, it's like a doctor's visit. Like you get five things, exactly.
1: not 50. <laughs> Here's the agenda. This is what's yeah. being discussed And today. it's not
0: because we don't want to help. It's, no. it's literally just that we're, we are our business models and, you know, and this is why, um, I'm changing mine and why I've Mm -hmm. changed it. And I've already offloaded a number of things onto other people this year, which has been a godsend for me just because otherwise I would be screwed right now. So Yeah, it's
1: just, I mean, the whole purpose of us doing this and wanting is because we wanted to work with people that we wanted to work with. So Mm -hmm. any clients that don't fit into that can go. Um, And second of all, we wanted to work use our skill sets to do things that we love to do
0: mm-hmm.
1: and if you're doing things that you don't love to do within that because it's just sort of like morphed into that then it's like no this is yeah. where this is my sweet spot and this is where I'm staying so exactly. like if you're a if you're a technical writer and suddenly now you're like editing romance books whatever like, what are you doing like, yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah what am I doing no, no I you mean, can't I want to yeah. be a technical writer and I yeah. just want to like edit
0: yeah that Medical should have been document. something in like year one of your business uh, when right. you were taking work to stay afloat. Right. But as you evolve, <clears throat> you should be getting to a point where you're defining what you do. But yeah, I mean, that being said, if there's anybody out there who wants to come on the cast and talk about their business model and what's working, what hasn't worked, uh, or if you just want to like send us details on that, DM us at Ladies Who Launch Pod on Instagram. Um, or if you are more of an email person, pod at gmail.com. Send us uh, guest ideas, ideas of what we could talk about. And we'll totally uh, do a dump on them next time we record.
1: Yeah, because I think going into January, we'll well, Dakota and I have some 2022 planning that yes. we've got coming up We're in December. Do. So yeah. as we start to work out our pl- 2022 Ladies Who Launch planning, I think there's going to be more discussion around the operational components of running a business and processes because I think we all struggle with that and we just don't like to talk about it because it sounds boring. Yeah. But it's important because you're probably yeah. losing money. Um mm-hmm. because you're not handling your processes right and you're you're overcommitting. And especially if you're on a retainer model, you're either not charging enough for your retainers or um and you're definitely overcommitting. And you're overcommitting. Yeah. Yeah. That's our tip for the day. You're overcommitting. Yeah, that's
0: our tip. Yeah. Okay, well, we hope you guys have a great rest of your week and uh, we'll chat with you soon.
1: Thank you for listening to Ladies Who Launch. Join Dakota and Alyssa every second Wednesday for more conversations and interesting guests. Be sure to give us a five star rating and connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. If you send us a question, we may answer it on a future episode.